Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach and uh, this episode we're going to be talking all things Melbourne racing like we do each week. Uh, Look, we probably don't want to talk too much um, from Cox Plate Day because that was quite humbling. It was one of the worst days I think I've had on the punt. Uh, Everyone I sort of knew didn't win and I think I've read a few articles where it was just one of the top five days for bookies. So that was really tough. There were a couple of standouts, but yeah, it was pretty bloody brutal. Um, if you don't follow us, follow us along. Uh, give us a spell pod, Instagram. Um, Nick's obviously on the show each week. You can follow him and Mitch on Punters Dribble as well. Uh, but we may as well get Nick on. Let's um, recap some of the shocking day Saturday was, mate. How are you? Well, I actually get a bit anxious about oh, thinking about Saturday, to be honest, mate. But yeah, not too bad now. Well, at least I, a little bit. I did ask you. I did ask you on Friday to give give me a quick video on who's going to win the um the Manicato, and you gave Jonker a good push. And mate, Jonker was good. Too good. It was um yeah, sort of led, and I think what did I say in the video? Straight, straight to the front. Straight to the front. Thing. Yeah, straight to the front. So, do your thing. <laughs> that's exactly what it did. You so. couldn't, yeah, you couldn't be, um, couldn't be more correct. I think you had, you had a fat day, Mooney Valley at least. Yeah, Friday, Friday night, night. I mean, was yeah, Friday night, elite. Friday night was alright, and then gave it all back on the Saturday. So um, it's alright if you're playing with their money, I guess. Isn't it just like, like we said, like I think two Saturdays ago, like I had a fantastic Everest day. I think I, I just was walking around like Vince McMahon, and then come. <laughs> the following Saturday, and I go none from nine in my tips. I'm sometimes not even getting bonus bets back for my bets. You, I think you got forgot you. I'm not going to say that really counts. I think doesn't it doesn't even a, count. Yeah, it doesn't count. It was a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic ride. Trust me. But um, look, weird, weird day, eh? Weird day. I think Cox Plate Day. Just I don't recall it ever being because it, it's the week before Derby Day as well. A lot of the good horses are getting saved for that. So you sort of got these all right group two races and then not that good of horses running around. It can be hard to pick the form and I'm probably just making excuses yeah. for fucking shit tipping, but mate, we, yeah, that's, that's how know. we do it. You got it. Once Absolutely. you have a good win, you bask in it, you have a bad day, you find excuses. It's fucking, it's how, it's how it works in this game. Um, 100%. Well, when we, when we think about the, when we think about the day though. So <laughs> I want to just talk about, we'll just go straight to the Cox plate. Were you in the yes camp for the protest getting upheld? Nah, so my, my housemate actually backed Animo and he said that'll be upheld, that has to be upheld. And I must have been one of the only people on the planet that thought it would be dismissed because, I don't know, I still thought that he had his chance to go past say, the rest and didn't. Like, and realistically, it wasn't that big of a bump. I know, I understand like a bump's a bump, but it would have taken a very brave steward to overturn the Cox Plate. Well, they did it in the cup though, remember? Once they buggered up a bunch of people's trifectas. That's why I was thinking, I'm like, it's Cox Plate. Are they really going to want to do this? Yeah, I don't know. I, to me, another another 50 metres data rest would have gone a little bit further in front. That's the way it looked like to me. So, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I thought I, th- I was with you, to be honest. And I'm not when I when I watch things, and I wasn't really in. I backed um, I backed very elegant, so I didn't really care. But I was watching it, and I'm like, I'm not much of a steward. Sometimes I'm just like, there's nothing in that. There's nothing in that. But you you jump onto Twitter or something, and everyone is saying upheld, 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 and then they take like fucking half an hour to do it. And I'm just laughing because when you're watching Channel Seven, they just stayed with that coverage, so they gave no 
um, coverage to the next race, which was the invitation where Volandis would have just been spewing because he's like, give me some wagering time, give me some, yeah. <laughs> give me all this stuff, we want big lead in. And they just stayed with it. But fuck, it was bizarre. It would have been good to be able to get in the stewards' room and listen to them, like, argue, because we all know Craig Williams can just talk underwater. But Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was the right decision in the end, to be honest. You happy with it? Happy with it. I wasn't on either of the first two, so yeah, didn't matter to me. Well, I like um, how bullish you were and how confident throwing your dick around about Dosh. So we were talking, I think we were like, load up on the 290, load up on the 290, and then we're talking, and you're like, yeah, I'm going again. It was 390, out to four, 450. Ended up jumping about six or seven. Wasn't right, right? I should have, should have been scratched. Well... <laughs> A horse that blows that much in the betting and then gets pulled up 11 lengths at the end of the field when it's literally taken Sabbath to XL September run, didn't even get past it in the race before. I reckon it's probably fair to say something wasn't right. Yeah. Um, but you learn from that, I guess. You can't beat the bookies. I reckon that's something... I think I sent that to a few mates I tipped it to. Like At the end of the day, when follow, a horse follow the money. is... When it drifts like that and a horse like Generation gets back into 210, like, you just can't outsmart bookmakers at the end of the day. So sometimes yeah. you just got to take take your medicine a bit. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, obviously, the other race where um, Buffalo River got scratched and then Elephant fucking went down as well, just folk one. And the Forgot You race, your one tip of the day. So between us, I think we were one from 20, which is fantastic. We're flying. Good going. Um, good really, going. really good ride. Don't know anything about it, but it was Commander Harry. So Lena Meach was on it, 100 to 1. Just lost to Forgot You by like 0.2 of a length. That was huge for a fucking 100 to 1 horse. Massive. Um, and obviously, we'll touch on it later with the Derby. Forgot you, he's just got that weird flat spot, doesn't he? Yeah. Like the, between the sort of five and 400 where he doesn't get going. He's almost asleep. Um, but yeah, no, it was a bloody ripper ride. He obviously knows that horse pretty well if he was trying to get it going as early as he did. So if he didn't, it wouldn't have won. Yeah. Anyway. It was, um, it was a tough day. Um, I was just finding was excuses. Crook. And you know what? You just kept going. You're like, oh, no, so we'll just load up on... We'll load up on fucking Elephant. No, we won't. We'll load up on this. No, we won't. Anyway, um, obviously... Well, since, I, I, go. I pretty rarely find myself betting at Cannington late at night on a Saturday. Like, I've usually sort of done my... my done your I, I always think if, yeah. if, if I've done enough research and stuff, I should just focus on the things that I've done the work on. But I, I could genuinely tell you there were bonus bets getting thrown on box eight dogs at Cannington about nine fourteen. Yeah, same night. same so, race multis. Yeah, absolutely. So there's nothing worse yeah, when you was, do that. Like, and you you either want to you're either supposed to be sitting on the lounge like watching a bit of Netflix with the missile, and you accidentally turn the race on the volumes up, you get fucking stung. <laughs> I've been stung in the corner of the couch a couple of times, or you go to the loo. I oh, just go to the loo, and then you hear the volume go up, man. It's a big. It's to say that worse. hasn't happened to me is would be a fucking lie um obviously this weekend is derby day and stuff and that's pretty um pretty big day in your calendar mate you like it yeah this is the best day of the year for sure it's grand final day isn't it all the sort of lead up races are done and um all the big group ones yeah just four or five group ones and you got three or four group twos and a group three i think that's the day at flemington and then even the sydney card like i know we talk about melbourne racing but the rose hill card's becoming pretty quickly a good a good meeting as well with the Golden Eagle and the Classic Legends. So Classic Legends um, got six of the Everest horses in it and obviously the Eagle, Volandi's just waxing seven and a half million and we're getting a couple of the big the big four year olds or whatever they are. Yeah, I think they've got to have a bit of a chat about this Classic Legends stakes so though. Like they got well, they the BRC keep, Sprint yeah. and the Manicato all around it. Like I think it's just Well it just keeps changing. Know, what was it last year? The 
yes, yes, yes stakes or whatever. Yeah, I think they're just calling it whatever the previous. Yeah, never, um, yeah, it was. It was just red cell yeah, yeah. for two two years. Yeah, so no, it's exciting. I absolutely love Derby Day. The the best horses are usually primed and ready to go. And all your mates getting um, you guys do like a big punters club or something on on a Saturday. Yeah, we get together. It's sort of a bit of a tradition for um, for Derby Day. And my last name's Aino, so we call it Darbano Day, um, nice. which is a little, little bit of a play on words there, mate. Not just a pretty face. Um, yeah, so we just get together and we sort of throw a few like um, tipping pools together, and then we play a couple of games ourselves and just sort of be degenerates for the day. Well, this so is this is where of, I guess this is just where like perhaps has to you know pull his fucking shirt off and get involved and actually tip some winners instead of asking for them all the time. But, um, you know, he, um, I'll tell you one thing because obviously I do work for tab, but I also used to, you know, another life used to be a school teacher, which you're studying. Um, I went and did a day's casual, which I sometimes do on a Wednesday. And I did that all during lockdown because no kids would show up. I was just getting paid to just turn up. It was fantastic. Anyway, went yesterday and took it. Well, walked in, had to teach French. Couldn't say even. I know bonjour. That's it. Then took year ten science, which fuck. I dropped all forms of science in year ten. Anyway, the boys, some of the kids were like, "Sir, sir." I'm like, "Fuck, sit it. Go sit down. I'll talk to you in a sec." I went and spoke to them, and they're like, "I saw you on the live." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like Instagram live. I'm like, "Oh god." They're like, "Yeah, we all follow Pappenhausen, and you, you, you were on live with that other guy, and you're watching that horse race." I'm like, "Can you shut up?" They're like, "Yeah, you, you like all screaming about some horse." I'm like, "Oh my god, can you just fucking give a rest? I'll talk to you at lunchtime or something." So I, I didn't even, you don't even think twice. Like when you think of someone hit someone of his follow account or whatever, how many people and kids follow follow oh, him, no. and then all of a sudden they see their teacher on there like barracking a horse. So very responsible. <laughs> you, you literally live two lives, mate. You've got the it's the funny tab, yeah. the tab life, and then you got to teach kids how to read and write. Yeah, so. yeah, correct. <laughs> anyway. Um, that was old. that was funny, um, but we got Flemington. Obviously, it's Derby Day. We have the Cup on Tuesday. We may even do. I think we did one last year. I think Mitch came on as well last year, and we did a Cup preview. So we'll maybe do so that. We'll maybe do that um, Sunday or Monday or something, whatever. Um, but we got yep. Flemington Derby Day uh, nine races this time, which is good. We can't lose lose ten. Um, we kick off with Carbine Stakes though. The in race number one, a Fangirl, J Mac and Chris Waller, pretty good combo. Uh, already into 240. Um, so they had like four starts with a couple of wins. Pre to turn, uh, Mr. Higgins is on there at 370. It's been backed. Brigantine. Uh, this is uh, Godolphin. Open eight bucks. It's already into five. It's obviously had a couple of runs in Sydney, so it gets down to Melbourne. Then you've got Daily Bugle out at Double Figures and a bunch of others that are kind of on the drift. But good money for this Brigantine. Cummings. It's, yeah, the market's spot on for this race. I think there's th- only three horses that can win it. Um, yeah, Brigantine obviously coming out of behind Halal as well. So he's sort of frank that, that that's a nice form reference. He's come out and run really well. I know that Tab were taking a fair few bets on him for the weekend. So um, I can understand why there's a bit of money. Two lengths behind Halal looks pretty good form. I really like Fangirl. I think um, progressive horse, well, like when you've got a horse that's only had four starts and you bring it down to Melbourne for on Derby Day, um, probably says that he's got a fair opinion and gets J-Mac as well. So I think probably pretty well found at 240, but um, I, would, I, I would have thought it would probably get out. You might be able to get sort of three bucks on the day. Um, but, yeah, I do like Fangirl in the first. Yeah, I, I can't see it getting out to three bucks um, unless yeah. just huge money comes for Brigantine or something. But, yeah, I think people will stick around. They see J-Mac, they see Waller, they see Fangirl winning two on the trot. What do you do? True, true. Um, 
Race number two is the Hotham. Um, 260 for Great House. Uh, 260, yeah. So Man Kayan at 360. This thing, King's Tr- Charisma for the Eustace, 17 bucks already into 650. So John McNeil, obviously riding really well. Um, fucking getting smashed. Uh, Lee, whatever. Number three, Damien Oliver and Friedman. That's 10 bucks. <laughs> We're going out double figures the rest. We even got fun fact there. Rachel King's in Melbourne. Um, but what's the go, mate? King, King's Charisma, John McNeil. Yeah, well, the, I suppose the thing is that it's coming out of the same race as Man Kayan and was just as good a run. If you go back and actually watch the race, it was actually probably a better run than Man Kayan. Um, and they get the same weight in this race. So I can see what $17, they, they mucked that up. But yeah. certainly wouldn't be jumping into six fifty. I think, I think we meant seven. <laughs> what was that? I think we probably meant to say seven when we went up. <laughs> yes, yes. Very it's, been, it's happened before. <laughs> um, great house is... This looks as obvious as any race on the card sort of thing to me. I, I couldn't have Mankayan or King's Charisma against a horse like Great House who's finishing within a length or two of, of Montefilia and then coming out and obviously running in not, not too bad of a race, running fifth in a Caulfield Cup. So this looks a, a pretty obvious one. Um, La Donde V wasn't a bad run at, at, in the Geelong Cup as well, um, but sort of peaked at the end of 2400. So yeah. I don't think that stepping up to 25 is going to be any help. I think Great House probably goes back-to-back for Waller in the first two. You give any love to Mirage Dancer? Uh, I hate that horse. I <laughs> can't. I, we, 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 That's a no. We talk about, we talk about non-winners on this show. What's it won? One race since it's come to Australia? Yeah, it's, it hasn't won for a long time. So, nah. No, All right, no double, double J-Mac, double Waller. All right, race three is the Wakeful and El Patroness. Or Patroness, uh, six bucks already in the 370. So being backed, obviously, Brett Preble is flying. Danny O'Brien is fucking flying for someone who's um, the age he is. Uh, Daisy's J-Mac is riding for Mick Price at 480. Barb Raider is five. Yearning, obviously, had a pretty good win um, a couple of weeks back at Caulfield. Uh, pretty good odds, too. I think we both had. Kapalua Sunset. Hey, talk to me, Damien Oliver, Danny O'Brien, and then we go out double figs again. But money for this fave for Danny O'Brien. Yeah, I'm sticking with Kapalua Sunset. I'm not going to fall off because I have to. I have to stick. And we get rid of Preble, who absolutely butchered the ride, and we get Oli on. So she... Pretty much has to win this race, I think, if she wants an oak start or at least has to run well. Um, I think 10 bucks looks a really good bet. You can completely forgive her last start. Yeah, she was in behind, in behind and then got shuffled back to last and then had to make a, a massive loop around them. I think she actually pretty much shit herself when she got trampled on by a few horses. And fair enough, too, when you're only having your second or third start. Um I'd probably shit myself too. So, <laughs> uh, Kapalua Sunset for me, for sure. I think 10 bucks is a good price. I think she'll be going pretty close. Beautiful. Love that. Double figure tip. Um, the No, race number four, over 1,200, Oxley Road. Um, something we had last start too, which um, got me home in a bunch of stuff too, where it beat Malkovich. Um, favorite for Peter Moody, 320. Kemal Parser um, for Craig Williams, 340 on the drift. Brooklyn Hustle at fives, instant celebrity on the drift as well. Then you've got a bunch of um, good often runners. You've got Pandemic, we've got Kementari, and we've got Desorian, and my old mate, Just a Canter, at 17s. But um, look, on paper, I'm looking at Oxley Road. Yeah, actually a pretty tough little race, to be honest, because even like, I, I, I'm completely happy to let Brooklyn Hustle win without me, but she could win a race like this and seem... The, the money that's come for this horse in her two starts has been absolutely outrageous. So she's obviously flying at home. Um, 
ha- happy to see her win if she wins, but not going to be there. I- I'm going to back two. I think um, Oxley Road looks like it's going to be a really, really good horse. And I, I think we said on the podcast a week or two ago that um, they would find a good race for this horse. And this looks like a really good race for it. Um, so Oxley Road with 53. And then the one I don't mind at $11 is Pandemic. So Really? Queen eight. Yeah, well, it took ground off Lombardo, who's come out and run fourth in a, in a Manicado. Um, and, and was considered a, a second line of betting in that race. And I thought Pandemic was actually stronger than Lombardo in that race. Had 55 or 56 in there, gets 53 here. I, I thought the team over the odds, to be honest. Okay. Um, pandemic. All right, race number five, we got the Empire Rose. We kick it off, um, big race. So Tafane has already been backed um, from $4 into 350 You got Mystic Journey there at 550 Colette coming off the big win, Flying Mascot. Still a little bit of money, still a star. Even Hungry Hearts going around um, for Walla. It's fucking dual big win, that horse. Um, Amaralina for J-Mac. You don't see J-Mac on a $17 horse too much. And we got Sierra Leo Miss, which we've been on before. Mirror Vision, they're all there as well, even Sierra Sue. Um, but Tafane, there's been a lot of chat about that. Yeah, it doesn't this just make the invitation look like a shit race, though? I, like, <laughs> the, all the girls have gone down here, basically, for this the Empire Rose. Um Tafane's run in the two-rack was pretty ridiculous, really, with 58. I didn't give her a chance at all. Um, and then what gets back to – is it set weights and penalties or a weight for age race? It must be set weights. Um, so Tafane, $3.50, probably pretty well found, but I can see why it's favourite. I am actually actually like Mystic Journey. Um, I thought her run behind Still a Star was really, really good, probably the best run of the race. Um, I think stepping up to 1,600 metres um, – this is a this is like this horse is back to where she was when I, I when she won this race a year or two ago. So I'm happy with Mystic Journey. I think it's a nice price, five fifty as well. Mystic Journey, guy. I've never. I've actually. I, I could tell you, I've never backed it before ever. Yeah, well, you you're going change, to change that this weekend. Yeah, I, I think I backed it one day in a multi when it was. It might have been two ten in this race. Or a different race at Flemington, but it was over sixteen hundred at Flemington. I can't remember which one it was. Two dollars ten. I have a screenshot of the <laughs> of the win on my phone somewhere. I think I deleted it a couple of weeks ago because I needed some iPhone storage. But yeah, <laughs> cool iPhone storage. You got too many videos in there, mate. I like it. Enough, um, enough, dri- enough dribble there for you. <laughs> All right, race number six. First leg of the quaddy. It's obviously the Victoria Derby. 2,500 metres of the best. Gunstock is going around. We didn't give it a hope last start, and look at what it did. Came out and won pretty well, beating El Patroness. Um, forgot you. Coming off a big win on the drift, though. 350 out to 440. Hitotsu is 650 for Johnny Allen. Tutakaka, 850. Had a little bit of backing. Allegron, my horse. Um Brett Preble and Cummings, $9 into 950 Jungle Magnate, there's been a lot of yarns about this horse as well. I've seen heaps of stats about it. There's been a lot of chat about it. Do you give it, a, do you give it anything, Jungle Magnate? Uh, well, made up a lot of ground in that Forgot You race um, at the Valley, um, 26-17. I always hate the derby. I always find it really, really difficult. If you actually go back and have a look at the previous derby winners, not a lot of them come out and end up doing anything else, so... Um, I always find it a bit of a prick of a race. Oh, fucking gunstock. Didn't he just absolutely make yeah. us feel crooked? Um, Mate, you know, when you, bag, when you bag a horse that much, they usually do come out and win, especially if they're in the market. Um, Going to play Tutakaka in the race, though. Um, I was on at Geelong 
it was a really fast tempo and and that was over 2200 so like the way it hit the line and then love the fact that it's actually raced over 2200 meters so going up to 2500 it looked like it, it it'll relish that as well so i think eight dollars fifty looks a pretty good price j mac aboard as well so two to Kaka for me and wouldn't be surprised if the top two run both a really good racing gun stock and forgot you. Cool. So you're giving giving nothing to Allegra or Jungle Magnate. Beautiful. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I was waiting I for a bit of a push like and you just completely completely just went away with it. Um, well, you bloody you own fucking Allegra, so if you <laughs> want to give it a push, you can give it your push. Oh, uh, please. Um, look, it's, I, I think I'll just have to be on after I was on the other times, but. Uh, we go to the Coolmore Stud um, in the Congo. Is the fave five fifty and a four twenty Williams and Bot Extreme Warrior. See, I'm pretty bullish on this. John McNeil and Mick Price. I think this is a great bet. Polelli um, still pissed off. It didn't run last week at seven dollars. Artorius is nine. Home Affairs is going round eleven. And Callus, which took the piss uh, last um, last start, which is eleven dollars. Even got ingratiating there as well in the twenties. But who are you with? Well, we can call it the Nick and Zach special, can we? The Extreme Warrior Train. Get oh, you on. like it? Um, yeah, I really, really like it. Um, it's win, beat, knocking off Profiteer by three or four lengths has come out, and that's that was race and time rated really highly. In the Congos, obviously, when you look at the form, you go, oh, yeah, 0.2 speed Animo, Golden Rose. It comes back to 1,200 metres, which also suits, so I can understand the $4, but... That day it beat Animo, the rail was lightning hot. Things weren't making any ground up. Like Animo wins that race on an even track. And I just like the way that Extreme Warrior is sort of progressing. So I think $4.40 is good enough. Probably It'll probably stick around that price. I can't imagine. Usually in, in the Coolmore, they don't really come for it. The, the way the market's usually set is the way that it stays. Um but yeah, must be the Nick and Zach bet of the day. Let's go with that. I do like that. All right, Extreme Warrior in the Coolmore. Then we go to the Cantala. Um, Mr. Brightside is favourite. This is uh, $4.40. We go to Arameo, which is 10 into 8. Um, Arameo, look, had a really good run that where it came second and I was on fuck, when it just lost to Private Eye. That hurts. Um, then we go to 8.50. We got Riadini. This is something I told you to back a little while ago when one particular bookmaker was wrong and they were, they were still up at the big price. I think I'm on it. 26 or 31, that's $9. Um, Superstorm, Ice Bath, Cascadian. But firstly, before you say anything, you you bagged Riadini and said it's got no hope. You still agree? Yeah. Well, when you look at 51 and a half kilos in an Epsom and fails, runs five lengths, 11, <laughs> goes to 55 in a Kentala. I just don't know how you could have it. But uh, anyway, I don't... Yeah. Nah, not for me. Um, really? Yeah. But probably... Probably comes out and wins now, especially when I, I really liked its chance in an Epsom. But I just that was its. I thought that was the perfect conditions for it to run a good race, and now it goes up three and a half kilos on that run. So I think we were happy at least with the George Mainlin, right? Or George Main place? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You just got to be. We got to be. We're always careful when. But I know it, it's actually had a trial between runs as well. So, it has. And the fact that it's fifteens into nines, so maybe it's going better than I think. Um. I like Arameo and Shayu. Um, Arameo, you can't. How could you knock its run? Huge um, run. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Alicia Collett too. Alicia Collett's doing really well. Yeah, absolutely. So, how can you bag that run? Um, Had fifty-one and a half in that race, and then goes to fifty-three and a half in this. So, it doesn't really cop much of a penalty. Um, And then Shayu is the other one. Um, Interesting that you've got a mare coming into the Cantala rather than the Empire Rose. So. 
They've obviously got a pretty good opinion of her. Gets in with 52. Um, I thought her win over 1,300 at Sandown was outstanding coming from the back of the field. And that was over the 1,300 and gets 16 now. So this looks like a real target race. So good to play those two at both at around eight, nine bucks. I'd like to see RMAO in. you got Bossy aboard too. Um, obviously, Bossy's made the call to be down in Melbourne. He um, he was giving a heap of shit to that uh, Johnny Get Angry um, and Dennis Pagan today, which was pretty hip. Do you see that? And you know what, mate? Like, fair enough, I reckon. I'm, like, I'm with him. What what right do you have to come and tell someone that won a derby that you can't enter a Melbourne Cup? That's someone like Dennis Pagan has, like, what a story. You can How do you go from being a gun AFL coach to having Johnny get angry, win a Vic Derby, and then to say that it ran 10th in the Cup the next year? Like, we, I think so. Leave, so, leave him alone. So Vossi said he shouldn't be there. He's going to attract no turnover, no money. He's simply going to be there, nothing, do nothing for the race apart from being a speed bump. So it's Johnny get angry's position in the Cup field has come under fire after being beaten a combined margin of 48 lengths in its last two starts. But then the, the thing I really like that Dennis did is he'd come out and he basically told Bossy to, to get fucked. Yeah, and in, in the nicest way possible. Also, exactly right. And then he's also come out and said that he wasn't going to run him in the cup, but he had a, uh, Damien Oliver had a track gallop on him and said you'd yeah. be mad not to run him. So yeah. he said something like, "Once a once a big mouth, always a big mouth," or something about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in what Glenn Boss is saying. I'm only interested in my own horse. Once a big mouth, always a big mouth. So that's his way of saying shut the fuck up. But. I really, um, I really hope it comes out and runs a really good race. Yeah, for, at least runs a place or something. Be good. Um, we finished the day with the Furphy Sprint, eleven hundred meters, and you can have every piece of September Run. I am not going near it, but it's been back to just a part touch, coming a point. Um, Minaj is there, J Mac and John O'Shea at five fifty, Ballistic Lover at eight, Maleva, your horse, bless her, is at elevens, and we go out to um a bit of um. You know, odds. One thing that I got told today, bizarrely, is to, to back Juan Diva. Brett Preble, Richard and Michael Friedman, it's $26. Don't know, but uh, it was one of the random tips that I got today. So I had a little piece on Juan Diva. But um, surely September Run cannot win. Well, <laughs> the only thing that I will say is that it is a track and distance that you're happy to actually back her at. They finally decided, okay, we're not going to go around a bend anymore. We fucked that up. They found, they find a, a good race for her um, on Derby Day up the straight. So if you like her and you've been backing her all campaign, then you have to back her this start because you've missed out at the Valley in Caulfield. If you fall off now, you're an idiot. Um, so she she's not my top pick, but I, I can't lose if she wins. I like Ballistic Lover, actually. Um, the Joe Pride pretty. Thing. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure in that Manicato. Um, Profiteer went up up beside her, and um, I actually thought there was a lot of merit in the run. And to keep going and run fourth, and then come out and win a trial by five or six lengths as well in between runs just says that this horse is going pretty well. So, Ballistic Lover on top for me. And one that I didn't mind at a little bit of odds, and I thought Rainbill yeah. could probably find the front in this race too, maybe outside of Ballistic Lover. And Linda Meach is such a good <laughs> jockey on front-running horses. She's the Tim Clark of um, Melbourne, right? Absolutely. Comes through sort of Lombardo form and then came out and won a, a Phillies and Mares listed race um, at Geelong on Geelong Cup Day. Yeah. So I think the, the win at Mooney... Sorry, the, the third place at Mooney Valley that she did behind Lombardo was fantastic. Absolutely. So... I think gets a little bit of a chance. Obviously, 21's into 12, so yeah. we've missed the price a little bit, but um, happy to play Ballistic Lover and then maybe something on, on Rainbill as well. Juan Diva? Anything? Yeah, my, 
I, I, I actually got a similar tip for Wandiva as well. Um, oh, look, it'll be exciting if it did win. Maybe if I've got a, a $20 bonus bet at the end of the day, it can go on. <laughs> $20 bonus bet. Fantastic. Sounds good. All right. Well, we've only got nine races. I, I like that. Um, I like a bit of a sprint at the end of the day at Flemington um, to just, you know, either make your day or end it. But what are we thinking? What's our um, best? Are we going with the one we uh, we both agree on? Let's do it. Let's, we'll, we'll go the Max and Nick special Extreme Warrior. And then hopefully uh, on Monday, we're, oh, I'm throwing your name in there. You're in, you're in there as well. Um, and then on Monday, we'll be able to celebrate together on our Melbourne Cups. Podcast. And then we, we just roll it over, do we? Put it all into the cart. Or, yeah, we roll it into incentivize, do we? Oh, fuck. Are you going with incentivize? Oh, I'm interested to see what you think. Uh, look. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, 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 haven't, I haven't had a proper look, to be fair. I haven't really had a good look, which is I'll probably have to do Sunday or something. But yeah, incentivize, taking the piss. We'll probably jump... Um, the second shortest of all time behind Firelap, which is nearly 100 years or something. So, yeah, it's going to be bloody interesting. Um, all right, so just the one. Anything you want to have a little crack at or give an extra little push to for Saturday? Um, there's a couple I didn't mind at odds. Um, I think Kapalua Sunset. Yeah, I was about to say Kapalua. Just, just seriously, don't fall off because it wasn't. You just got to completely disregard what it did last time, and he wouldn't be running if running it if it wasn't going okay. Like to run it in a wakeful two weeks after such a poor sort of race, and the way that it all all turned out. I think the fact that you get ten ten bucks when she was a dollar ninety two bucks that day, um, yeah, she she's definitely over the odds at tens. Yeah, had a bet at Sydney. Anything you like in the um, in the eagle or anything like that? I'm thunderstruck. I think. I'm Thunderstruck wins the Golden Eagle. Yeah. Uh, that form reference coming through. I think it's um, quite a good race. There's quite a few there. Yeah. Private Eye is a big Absolutely. chance. Apache Chase has yeah. nearly halved its quote. And I think all three winners, the, the, all three winners of the Golden Eagle have come through the Epsom, haven't they? I think uh, Colding, um, Colette ran six in the Epsom, and I can't remember what the what was the other one. Yeah, there, there's a, like there's a weird little thing about the Epsom A with this, so. Because it's obviously only in its like it's only in its third year, so I think Colding won an Epsom, Colette came like sixth, Private Eye won an Epsom, even that a tissue at odds ran sixth in an Epsom. Yeah, exactly right. So I, I think they're probably the best two horses. Like Counter Rupee was actually the one at a little bit of yeah. odds that in mind. It should have won that. It should have won the Silver Eagle. I was on it that day and. Nearly threw my phone at the TV. Um, I think we a massive a, check. A few of us took like big odds on Laws of Indices, the overseas one, Tommy Berry and Annabelle, and then it drew nineteen. So pretty brutal that it went open eleven out to twenty one. But anyway, still on, still on it over twenty one, more than twenty one. But yeah, fuck that hurt. Uh, yeah, well that does hurt. Uh, the the one I'm interested to ask you about really quickly, Classic Legend Stakes. Like, yeah. Okay. What do you think? Well. Look, I don't people bag in the race, right? But I, don't, I, I'm all for it. Like you're getting six Everest horses in here. So look, Mask Crusader, three bucks. You got Eduardo going around. Big Parade has been up and down in the market all day. Um, Lost and Running, which ran pretty well. People bagged that horse leading into the Everest, and it ran fourth. It beat Classic Legend. So and Gitra is there. We don't know what's going on with Trekking um, Standout, obviously Libertinis. They're all there. It's a sick race. So obviously with Mask Crusader, if it properly doesn't fuck up the start, like, monumentally every single day and then, like, just loses. If it misses the start, maybe just a little bit less than what it normally <laughs> does, it wins. 
Um, but then you've got yeah. these these runners like so Eduardo's going to be fucking pushing up. So it's big parade, right? So that's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a battle. But mate, I'm 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 a bit stumped. I think I think I just back Tommy Berry and just hope for the best. Yeah, it's it's going to be a ripper race and keen to see big parades. The one on the up as well. Like you don't know how good that horse could be. It's so. a good win on Everest Day. Oh, wasn't it? it? It probably should have run in the Everest based on that. So it'll be in there next year. But yeah, it's I'm bloody excited about the weekend. It feels like uh, Christmas Christmas <laughs> Eve, mate. All right, mate. Well, thank you. Hopefully, you can go a bit better than last week. So I think we only need one or two to to beat last week. Say, but wouldn't be wouldn't be fucking hard. Well, it's hard. We go from the week before where we tip half the card, and then we go from to nothing. So obviously, we're going A B A B A B. We're due for a fill up. So fingers crossed. Thanks for joining me, mate. Thank you, brother. I'll chat to you. Good All luck. Right. <laughs>